This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ellen, we did our first live show. Mentally Yours Live was a panel about mental health at work hosted by Waterstones Kensington. We were joined by the brilliant Dr. Pragya Agarwal, Matthew Todd, Carl Anker and Natasha Devon talking about mental health and work. About 50 people attended and we raised more than £100 for Samaritans, Hooray. which is excellent news. We also had lots of cake and many treats, too many treats possibly. And we got to have a nice chat with everyone after the podcast, which was amazing, really powerful. Thank you so, so much to everybody who came, listened, asked questions and donated. And huge thanks to the brands that supported us. Happy Full Magazine, Counselling Directory, Hotel Chocolat, Tea Pigs, Smart Water and Marks and Spencer. And also thank you very much to Waterstones for hosting us. If you couldn't join us, but you'd like to listen, you can find our live episode on the podcast now. The whole thing's up there. It's called Mentally Yours Live and it's on all the usual stuff. Audio Boom, Spotify, iTunes. And if you haven't already, you can also follow us now on Twitter at MentallyYRS and join our lovely Facebook group, which is called Mentally Yours. It's Mentally Yours from Ellen and Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. My name's Yvette. And I'm Ellen and this week we're going to be talking to James Metayard, who's the creator of the show Electrolyte. We're going to be chatting to him about all things theatre and how he came up with putting psychosis on the stage. James, welcome to Mentally Yours. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. So you wrote Electrolytes, yes. which is a play about mental health stuff. Yeah. What inspired you to write that? Well, a number of things really, but uh, I would say the main thing was uh, a close family member of mine uh, went through a psychotic breakdown, which was brought on by a few incidents uh, in quick close succession. And it kind of made me realise how 
easily this could happen to somebody who's not had any or much sort of, uh, history of mental health problems in the past and how the power of the brain is quite extraordinary and the the fantasies and uh, within the episode that that were created were were so by kind of nature unbelievable um that it was really really shocking to be sort of for somebody to be telling me that they were real and so that was kind of phase one of why I wanted to write it. And then um, they've made a full recovery, which is fantastic. And part of that recovery was due to their support network and the people around them, our, our friends and family. And that made me think that there must be a lot of people who don't have that network around them and, or perhaps worse, don't realize they are that network for somebody else and um, don't have the language or the ability to be able to broach that conversation with them. So I wanted to write a play which showed both the power of the mind from one person's experience, but also championed togetherness in recovery and the fact that it was possible that just because you went through a mental health breakdown, that doesn't mean that you are sort of inverted commas crazy. And that is the stigma that is associated with you forever. Actually, people can suffer from mental health problems and deal with mental health problems and lead perfectly, again, inverted commas, normal lives and um, exist as we all do. Uh, and that the, the idea that dealing with mental health problems is abnormal is kind of ludicrous, really, because there are so many people who do and it's so common. So the show depicts psychosis, yes. which is obviously a very complicated thing. Mm -hmm. How did you go about putting that on the stage in front of people? I started very much with the text uh, and uh, I wrote a first draft of the script, which took influence from from my family members experience, but 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 also a lot of research, um, watching documentaries and uh, and trying to get a bit of a broader overview. So it wasn't it wasn't as it wasn't just that person experience being put on stage, which wouldn't be, which wouldn't be good. And I worked closely with Olivia Sweeney, who's the actress who plays Jessie, who's the protagonist in the story. And, um, I very much wrote it for her because she's a phenomenal performer, but also has her own, um, uh, feelings towards mental health that are very strong and, and, and believes passionately about the subject matter. So we discussed it a lot and she'd also done a lot of research and we bounced ideas back and forth, um, as I developed the first draft. The form of the piece is kind of unconventional. It's gig theatre, which is essentially a band telling a story. And that felt kind of appropriate as a way of delivering the subject matter because it enables a very um, present dialogue to happen rather than asking the audience to pretend that they've been transported to another place. It's saying we're in this room now having, and we're going to tell you a story. And that was really important as the vehicle to to allow the audience to go on this journey with with Jessie, who's um, dealing with the recent suicide of her father. And um, she's a girl from Leeds and, and her friend's are all kind of moving on with their lives, getting married, moving away. Um, and she's feeling kind of disenchanted by her, her life in Leeds, doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. And her friends are also kind of going out quite a lot. And, um, and she's dealing with her grief through kind of hedonistic behavior, uh, taking a lot of drugs, drinking. And she meets a singer-songwriter called Ali Touch, who's moving to London to pursue her music career. Uh, and just as she meets uh, Ali, she gets a letter from her estranged mother who she hasn't met, who she hasn't known since she was young and finds out that her, her mother is living in London. So she decides to move with Ali and it's about her journey to London uh, and that journey or kind of quest, I guess, to find her mother. 
How did you make sure that, because obviously this isn't your own lived experience, this Mm. is other people's. How do you make sure that it's kind of true to their experience and Mm. feels authentic? I think cross taking a lot of uh, influence from various different stories was was quite important um but just touching base with mm, my personal experience uh and i think also trying not to overthink the mental health aspects of the piece was really important you know it is just her journey through through life and it's the different things that impact her in her life and that they that happens to spiral into something which is more perhaps more intense than than may happen to other people but i think as long as those experiences are truthful uh then the end result will be truthful and the the the, me- the mental health conditions will be dealt with in in a truthful manner. It's always difficult when writing about a subject that's sensitive and was very nerve wracking, particularly before we opened last year in Edinburgh, not quite knowing how people were going to respond to it because it can touch a nerve with people in the wrong way. If people don't feel like it's been dealt with sensitively or truthfully, then people can, it can be more damaging. It was really, really important that the research was in place first for me and that um, different people's experiences were not only kind of watched, but also considered and the factors that were put in play that contributed to those experiences. There seemed to be quite a few crossovers mm-hmm. between environment and severity of emotional intensity around the incidents that would lead up to breakdowns and things like that. So uh, it made sense to include, yeah, it made sense to include these kind of crossovers of, of, of severe loss and grief um, that happens to Jesse that kind of leads towards this. How do you deal with kind of trigger warnings and people having mm. more emotional response? Because I know obviously mm. with podcasts and with articles, we can literally do like this contains sure. certain material. Is that the same kind of situation for a play? Yes. Yeah, so, so you very much um, prefix the play with the copy on the website and also in brochures and stuff that, that this this production deals with distressing themes that, that some audience members might find difficult. And we were very, in Edinburgh last year and for the tour, very kind of, um, we put the mental health aspect at the forefront of, of a lot of the copy. It said that the production deals with mental health, grief, depression, and psychosis, which was important to me because I didn't, would never want somebody to feel like they don't have an understanding of what they're getting themselves into before they come to the play. But even then we had cases where people hadn't just hadn't come across that, you know, in at the Edinburgh Fringe last year, you just, sometimes you just wander into a show and you don't, you don't see things. Uh, and there were on a couple of occasions, a couple of people had to leave because the themes are, you know, can throw things up in people's lives and can be distressing. Um, and then that was about, you know, going, going and locating them and finding them afterwards and just can't making sure that they were okay and understood the purpose behind the production, particularly as the latter, the latter end of the production really is really about hope and about, and about the importance of together and leaving partway through you didn't get the full picture so it was important for me to make sure that those people were understanding why what the purpose of the piece was but it's difficult you can't ensure that everybody who's going to see something is is aware of what the the themes are and the content are and that's the the risk you run when writing about something that that is a social issue and that is an issue that is sensitive i believe if, if the story is important to tell, then that outweighs the um, the risks ar- around that. What has the response been like in general? Really overwhelming. Really, really overwhelming. Um, in a in a good way. <laughs> that could be in a bad way. Yeah. Um, but um, it's been um extraordinary. Um, last year in Edinburgh, we went there completely unknown. It was our first show as a company at, at the Edinburgh Fringe. On the third show, we had eight people in the audience in a hundred and seventy five seat venue, which was a really fun show but three four days later we were sold out with 175 we won five awards and got 
some phenomenal five star and four star reviews and that, and that was amazing but it was the audience response that was the really extraordinary thing that people literally leapt out their seats at the end of production to come and talk to Jesse or Olivia who plays Jesse and just wanted to share their their, their what, how they felt sometimes in floods of tears sometimes with a massive smile on their face people wanted to hug her people wanted to, to share their experiences with mental health problems their family's experiences their friends experiences and people thanking the cast for, the, for telling the story and a lot of people we actually believed that it was her story um which was extraordinary um really at the end of it it showed how important this kind of subject matter is to be spoken about and also how common mental health problems are because the majority of people that spoke to us and that was a vast percentage of the audience every night i'd probably say about 20 to 25 percent of the audience every night would would wait we had a queue of people afterwards waiting just to just to chat and share their experiences and that's the people who were who wanted to and were bothered to hang around or had time to hang around so you know the chances are that that percentage was far higher in all of the difficulties and 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 struggles of getting a show to edinburgh um i'd kind of forgotten why why we were making it and why we'd written it in some weird way and actually having that response which was so palpable from the moment we finished to to throughout the whole festival and beyond and online through twitter and, and facebook and the response there was really touching and really extraordinary. And what kind of feedback have you had from the people whose experiences this is actually based on? Interesting. Um, my yeah, my family member has come to see it twice, three times, and I, I think it was difficult watch. Um, and well, they were well aware of what the themes were and what the content was, and um, kind of nothing was done without you know, making them aware of what that was. But certainly, it's it's, it's difficult because um, on a personal note around the time two weeks before we opened my my mum passed away and so that time was laced with a lot of emotion it, it's hard to, it's hard to decipher what what was um kind of a, a emotion around the fact that you know that around that as well but ultimately i think the the me- the message was the message of togetherness and community and the importance of being there for one another it is such a strong one and what and was so was kind of paramount in their recovery that um that being shared and, and that feeling was kind of was, was kind, it's kind of it's kind of there's a bond that's 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 been tightened by by that that message being shared i think and, and um and that's been kind of amazing was it yeah. a difficult series of conversations initially saying look um, i know this has happened to you i'm going to put this on the stage because mm. that must have been quite a hard thing yeah I, th- I think it was it was more kind of going because it's not their direct experience it was kind of making them aware that that was not going to be the case that it wasn't going to be like i'm going to put that your story on stage because that's not fair in some ways really um that's their story and that's their story to to do what they like with um and it's not fair to kind of go well now i'm that's great that's a really great piece of drama i'm gonna write now and and it was very much about kind of kind of going this is an important message that that needs to be shared and isn't is something that's not only that's had that's happened that must be happening across the country um and so it, it was difficult but but in not in the ways in which I thought it would be difficult. So you've talked about an important message and you've also touched on sort of the ending. Can you tell us a bit more about the ending without spoiling it for people who are going to go and see it? <laughs> yeah, it's um, very much about friendship and about the importance of... So the piece is presented as, as, as five, six friends telling a story. And the way they choose to tell a story is, is by playing a gig. 
music gig and it's about the ending is about them and and that group and also about by extension the audience um kind of binding together and go look we've just gone through this thing together now thank you for doing that please look after one another because in some ways the smallest actions and the smallest the, the smallest amount of consideration that you can have for how your actions may impact somebody else can have the biggest effect on people's lives and that's what it is about at the end you know it's the small things it's the gestures it's the everyday things that you can do it's it's the asking if you're okay it's it's the it's the being kind to somebody it's the being polite it's be, it's it's being available it's being it's those small things regularly not grand sweeping gestures that will make a real impact not only on you know people are like the cl- people who are close around you but but generally within within our wider community you know if people were just a bit nicer to people each other then i think that perhaps you know mental health wouldn't be as much a crisis as it is um now that's quite obviously a big big thing to say but but i think certainly in terms of anxiety and depression and stuff a lot of causes of that can be microaggressions and small things which are not which are about lack of consideration so i'd say yeah ultimately the 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 message of the piece is about friendship consideration and um togetherness i'd really love to know a bit more as well about kind of the nitty-gritty of seeing or hearing sort of psychosis on a stage mm. um i'm sorry i haven't come to see it yet but um <laughs> yeah so how do you do that is it sort of very sort of like fast beating sounds or yeah what's what have you done basically it's tricky without giving the piece away <laughs> um it's a combination of things certainly it's about taking the audience on on a on a journey uh, into into somebody's experience without them necessarily being aware of that the way we've used the music it's entirely underscored by live music and there are certain motifs that that, that reappear in the music uh, that, that perhaps have which which an audience member might not be aware of the first time around but certainly people who've come back to see it three or four times have kind of gone oh yeah that that motif that kind of comes up in this moment which does have some kind of psychological effect on those the the whole piece is written in poetry as well so the way the uh, kind of a lot of the journey of the piece is, is described is very is very lyrical so it rips along with the music and the pace of it it kind of sweeps the audience up as a kind of adjective that that a lot of people apply to to the piece it's being swept up by the feeling of of, of what's going on and um and uh, olivia's performance right at the center of that is, is is sort of so so strong and so um engaging and so kind of vibrant and dynamic that you can't help but be taken along with what's going on and so when we kind of kind of, kind of come towards the end it, 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 it the impact is, is really hard hitting did you or olivia find it or any of the other cast for that matter find it challenging in terms of your own mental health because obviously you're doing a piece about mental health stuff night after night pretty much or just very regularly uh, yeah i'll speak about myself and then also um, a little bit about about olivia yeah um i think well i speak about all of us as well i think we all, all did it was taxing it was taxing doing that show every night for sort of 70 minutes and then having a good half hour to 40 minutes of conversation about mental health with people who were in a very emotional place because of the nature of the show was extraordinary and amazing and wonderful and exactly why we wrote it but 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 after but day in day out was 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 taxing and um and that can have an impact on uh your kind of yeah your mental health 
your mood and your energy levels generally. I think particularly for Olivia, when you see the piece, she she says 90% of the words um, and it's very much the journey is, is very, it's her journey. It's extraordinary to watch, but she had to be very careful about, you know, not drinking, not doing things which are known to, to, to have a negative effect uh, on your mental health, as well as just, just for her, you can't really do that show on a hangover as well. But, but, you know, I think, um, she had to be very kind of, yeah, had to look after herself in a way and make sure she was eating properly and, and do things which were fueling her to be able to just to deliver that performance, but also to, to stand on top of her mental well-being. Luckily, we have a really wonderful group of people who are very caring and very considerate to one another. And we were, we were all living together, um, in Edinburgh and just again, small things like being considerate for other people's space and other people's stuff like that. That was all very present. Um, and people were hyper aware of that I think because of the subject matter we were we were dealing with and also the message of the show it'd be very kind of counterproductive or whatever the word is to to kind of do a show about one thing and then kind of go home and be you know not very nice to one another I think. Did you sort of make sure you got breaks out or did you seek counselling or anything because it does seem like quite a lot to be dealing with. Yeah um, during the 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 Edinburgh Fringe is incredibly difficult um, anyway and so that time was was tough and towards the end was particularly taxing but as I say we kind of helped each other through it but we're about to embark on this 10-week tour. In Edinburgh last year, we won the Mental Health Fringe Award, which partnered us with the Mental Health Foundation. We're now partnered with them for the tour and they've been great and they've helped us. They've come in and sort of done a workshop ahead of the rehearsals with us, kind of explaining, just going through some things which can, you know, kind of ground rules, I guess, of um, of how to to look after one another and how to to manage our, our mental health on, on the road. Because um, 10 weeks is a very long time um, and we've booked quite, um, quite a an intense tour which is extraordinary and it will get the story out there and it'll be amazing we've very much gone into this quite consciously going this is this is going to be tough and it's going to be exhausting and it's going to be knackering and we're going to be in a very intense environment together traveling in a van from one venue setting up doing a show then going to accommodation sleeping then traveling in the van to the next venue next day the same again and sometimes that can be for 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 many days in a row and that and that is undoubtedly going to be taxing so Things like lunch breaks, things like space from one another, things like respecting um, people's kind of quiet time as well and, and respecting people's downtime and also respecting what people do to manage their mental health um, has been, there's been big conversations about that. You know, some people like to play video games, some people like to go for long walks. I think it's important to both as us as cast members, but also us as a company to allow people to have that space and respect that and also contrib- try and contribute to that where where it's welcome, you know. So if, so if somebody would like to go on a walk, you know, say oh, I'll come with you and um, and then if somebody would like to do you know play a game or whatever and then join in with that activity if it's if that's what's wanted and so um, yeah kind of respecting and being considerate this respect and consideration it kept coming back to and also a big one was venting as well you know giving people the opportunity to vent you know if somebody is frustrated or um, irritated by something that's happened or, or, or whatever that they can just come and have a bit of a moan and that that's okay that it's all, not everything has to be hey we're really happy all the time time people you know you can be just giving yourself license to not feel good and that's all right and you can chat to your mate about how you feel a bit rubbish and actually by doing that feel better or can feel better okay so obviously we've heard about the tour and the play we all want to see it 
What do we need to know? So to book tickets or find out where we're touring to, go to www.wildcardtheatre.co.uk forward slash electrolyte. And we're touring to the UK and Ireland for 10 weeks from the 2nd of May to the 5th of July. Loads of venues are doing amazing ticket offers, particularly for 16 to 25. So um, the, the, the form gig theatre is really, um, it's really engaging for, uh, and it's kind of unconventional and exciting. And, uh, and I think it's a, a show that, that kind of will appeal to both that younger demographic, but, but also people of all ages from all walks of life. So this is goodbye from mentally yours. So go away, enjoy your day, get on with all your chores from mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours, mentally yours. If you've been affected by any of the issues we discussed today, please contact Samaritans on 116-123 or go to the website at samaritans.org. If you've enjoyed this, then you can give us a lovely review. That would be nice. Um, Also, you can subscribe. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at MentallyYRS. We also have a really nice Facebook group, which is called Mentally Yours. Thanks very much to our producers, Juliet Nichols and Sam Bonham. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.